Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord, God on our souls. And all that's within us, we bless your holy and righteous name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come before your people, God, on one accord. We just ask you, Lord God, as you look upon us, Lord God, as we come on these airways, as we're on this prayer line, God, we come together as one in body, heart, and spirit. We come saying, never let your will be done, not our will. Now, Father God, prepare us, Lord God, as we go before your throne. First and foremost, Father, we ask you forgiveness for all sin, transgression, and iniquity. Everything we did from last night to this moment, we ask you forgive us, cleanse us. Pour your blood upon us from the top of our head to the very soles of our feet. Cleanse us, O God, inside out. Purge us with his from make us white as snow. In the name of Jesus. Now we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. As we come together as heart to heart, breast to breast, we come saying, never let your will be done. We're so grateful, God, for whatever you're doing in this time in our lives. Regardless of what's happening, God, we understand because we know who you are. You allow this to happen for a reason. And we're growing from this, oh God, because you're calling for a church without a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing. We want to be the church of the living God that you're coming back for. We want to be that We want to be proven by you by being faithful unto what you called us to do. Now, as we lift up your name, God, we ask you, Father God, to speak plainly to each and every individual, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you right now, God. We praise for all the men and women of God that is moving by your spirit that has called forth to preach your word to this world, to the church. God, we thank you for them. For they have a heavy load, God. Give them a word, God, that will speak especially, Lord God, to the church that we can wake up and go forth and do the work that you have called us to do at these last and evil days, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we just trust you, God. Regardless of all that's happening, we trust you, Father God. Now, Lord, we just praise you and thank you, Lord God, for our apostle, Keith Jakes Brooks, and our first lovely first lady, Evette Brooks. We ask you to bless them, honor them, use them. We lift them up before your phone of grace, and we ask you to open up the windows of heaven. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Pull them out blessings that they will not even be able to receive. Let it flow over, God, and heal them everywhere they hurt, mentally, physically, financially, in the name of Jesus, physically, God. Let your blood rain upon them and give them wisdom, Lord God, it is our for the people, Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless their household, their children, 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 in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the unity, the Shonda, that you have between them two, because you're looking for couples in these last days that will walk as one. 
in unity of the spirit. Let you be head over them, God, and they are the ones. And we appreciate them, oh God, in the name of Jesus and the great power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Father, we pray for our pastor right now, God, that is coming forth with a word from on high. God, we are anticipating of this word. We're waiting to eat of this word, God. Whatever comes forth, rebuke, blessings, healing, deliver, it doesn't matter. We receive the whole word of God. And we sit here waiting, God, open up to take the word. And let us not only hear this word that we will we'll receive. We want to be not only hearers, but we want to be show forth action to your word. We want to apply that word that we hear, God. We want to go forth and do what you call us to do, because this is the hour, God, that we must obey you. We must obey you, because you're giving a crack that sky. And those that are called by your name must be ready. We must go forth in this world and bring forth souls unto your kingdom. Let us go and pull them out of the fire. Lord, we'll never be the same. Whatever they want to call quarantine, chatting, it doesn't matter. Whatever you allow us to be in this place, God, it made us grow in leaps and bounds. Because we see our own selves, and we lay that person at the altar, and we allow the real person to grow up in us to come forth in the work that Jesus was doing us. But we die at the altar. We lay it down in the name of Jesus. And we all each are individuals, but we are one in the body of Christ. You will use us according to your will as you see fit. And we praise you, God. We thank you that we're more than conquerors. We are victorious. God, you said the joy of the Lord is our strength. We thank you for the joy, God, for the world and given. The world cannot take it away. We praise you, Lord God, that all that you said you're doing, all that you've spoken years and years ago, God, is coming to pass. Because we have been in that place with you, in a secret place with you, Lord. And as we begin to hear what you're saying to the spirit, to the church, which is us, the body of Christ, we're so grateful, Lord God. Now we lend a hand, Lord Jesus, to those that are in need, God. We praise you right now, God, that you will stir up the gifts that's in us and that they will manifest and to complete the work that you call us to do in this world. For we thank you, Lord God, for all that is have We understand, God all the looting, all the protesting. God, we know, God, you keep kicking the dog, he's going to bite you. God, they may not do it the right way, but God, you got a plan because you know how to get man's attention. You're tired of all this foolishness of God. Like the children of Israel, you brought them out, yet they were still rebellious. But God, we know how to pray. And you said, if my people pray, God, you'll hear we thank you for him because we have been praying that we will be right first, that we will be a partaker first, and then we'll go out there and win the souls, the lost souls to Christ. Lord, we're going to run this race, God. We're so willing. We're mounting up as eagles. Lord, we're strong men and women now. We're going forth to take this world for Jesus Christ. For you told us to go plant some to water, but God, you did an increase by saving delivering and setting that captives free. We want to see this, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You're teaching us, oh God, that this thing is truly personal. 
We must know you in the pardons of our sin. We must know you personally, oh God, and what you're saying to each individual. And as we go into that place, Lord God, you're teaching us, Lord God, to hear what you're saying and that we'll respond. Not only here, but God, we must go forth and do the work that has to be done because there's so many that are hurting God. We thank for the doctors and the nurses, Lord God, that are putting their lives on the line. Not only corona, but all kinds of diseases and sickness. But yet you gave them a gift of compassion to help to bring forth healing. God, we ask you to have mercy upon them, cover them, draw them by your spirit. Let them hear the word that you have planted. Lord, every man will hear. You said no man shall have left here, no man here, no man to come that will not hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know it's power in Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord God, as you do a work in the government. Corruption, so much corruption. But yet you said, I look no. You just want the people to pray. And I thank you, God, we're praying that we pull down the strongholds all these demonic forces that's coming against this world, but yet you have a light. We are the living light. As we let this light so shine in us, which is Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father God, a light that cannot put out. We praise you for it, Father God. Now, Lord, we honor, Lord God, all that you're doing in our children. We know, God, that we train them up in the way that they should go. And now they oh they won't depart. You didn't say they won't stray. You said they won't depart. And in due season, you shall draw them by your spirit. We're just your witness, and we live a life before them. Not perfect all the time, but thank God for the Holy Ghost that help our infirmities, that help us when we're weak as we yield it to your spirit. We praise you for it, Lord God. Now, Lord, as you rain down your spirit, Lord, rain down your blessings upon your people, God. In the name of Jesus, whatever they're in need of, need of a home, God, you'll supply it. Need of a companion, God, you'll supply. Need of finances, God, you'll supply. Need of a job, God, you'll supply. Because you said, my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we praise you for it, God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are who we are in you. All got different personalities, and you on it to your will. But yet we have the character of Christ. We let the fruit of the Spirit begin to manifest in us. And we put love, God, on front street. Must have love. Love produces everything else come from love because you are love. And I praise you, God. And as we see one another, we see through your eyes. We see through you, Jesus. For we fight not against flesh and blood, God, you said, but against principality, power, rulers of, of darkness of this world. You said this, Father God. It's not man that we fight against. So we got to look beyond that and see the need. See what you're saying, God, and be able to show compassion and love. Be willing to encourage. Lift one another up as much as possible. Put them before each other. That's what you said. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. God, we want to put people before us. Let us be willing, Father God, in everything we do for your kingdom work. For you know there's no more shunning that you said, God. You're coming back, Father God. Oh, Father, you're waiting for your people to come together, the church world. 
And as we come in unity, think the same thing. There's one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one Father, well, hallelujah. We're all one. We have to be one and looking to help. Where I'm weak, then you are strong. Vice versa. We are help to one another. And I thank you, Father God, as we allow you to do the work because we can do nothing without you. Jesus, you said when you went back to heaven, you ascended up to heaven, you say you're going to send us back a comforter. And he shall lead and guide you into all truth. Oh, he is leading us, oh God. He's given us wisdom. He's opened up our eyes to see. Look in the mirror at your own self. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and truth. Get yourself ready that you'll be able to go forth and win a world for Jesus. For many are dying, many are confused, men are men and men and women losing their mind. God, you want a heart of people to go to help them. Don't know what to do. Then you have those that just rebel you. Oh, you, we know the shun. We know about all the prejudice that's going on. Oh God, we know how the cops are killing all black men and women. But God, we know it's a purpose, though it hurts. But we praise your words because we know it's all working together for the good. And we ask you, let us have compassion. Reach out to them in love, encourage them the best of our ability, and then you do the rest. God, we thank you. We thank you for the light that is in us, oh God, that it kills everything that of our flesh that's not of you. Everything that is of the flesh, God, you're helping us to see it and we put it under. We crucify, we deny it, we beat it daily. For this is a daily walk that we walk with you. And each day that we get up, God, is a new day that we've never seen before. And we praise you, oh God, because you did wake us up this morning, clothed in our right mind. You started us on our way, God, giving us the will to go forth, seek your face, and to hear what heaven is saying to the church. We praise you, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, as we lay our life down, as Christ laid his life down for us. For when we were yet in our sins, oh, my God, you had a body prepared, and you died for us before we even came. You made a way. You had a purpose designed to bring us back. And we can never, ever give you enough praise. We can never, ever thank you enough for what you do. There's not words in our mouth that we, or in our country, Boshanda in our handro Boshanda in our mouth to give you enough praise. We're thankful for all that you do, the good and the bad. It doesn't matter. Because we know at the end we shall win because we're not walking alone. You say your angels are camped about us. You say goodness and mercy follows all the days of our lives. And more important, God, you said Jesus, the Holy Spirit, lives deep down in the inner man. And he'll show us the path as we walk onto the king's highway. We walk in the narrow path of righteousness. For we know many are going to destruction of wide, the wide road. Lord, let us pull them out of that road and bring them to the narrow path in the name of Jesus. And we praise you, Lord God, for growth, unbearable growth, God, that has come over us, over us mightily. It will never, ever be the same. 
We will not think the same. We will not see the same. In the name of Jesus, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, woman. God, God bless you. God bless you. Hey, beloved, that is a prayer given from God. I believe it is essential to hear, to understand what God says. Hey, beloved, this is your pastor, your apostle Keith Brooks. I want to pick up the baton. You'll stay at the altar for a minute, and then we'll talk about the Word of God. Father, in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm just agreement with every prayer, word of it, out of the woman of God's mouth. And I pray, God, that you use us for thy glory and for thy kingdom's sake. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness for all of our sins and transgressions, all of our iniquity, all the rebelliousness. Father, be merciful to thy children. Cover us in thy blood and hide us behind your cross. Once again, Father, I ask you to cover me in your blood. Fill my mouth with blood. Cover the altars of my heart in your blood. I'll speak life and health and strength to thy people, O God. God, bind every demon throughout the airway. Bind every demon that will come to try to steal, kill, or to hinder this word from going forth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, God, we just thank you for being our God. We thank you for being our Father. We just honor you in all areas of our life. We give you the glory. In the wonderful and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. And all of the hearts of God's people shouted, Amen and amen. Hey, beloved, there's a word from the Lord tonight. We're going to be sharing with you from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to take you on a ride with the word of God and with the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's going to help you to see who you really are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hey, listen, when Jesus Christ died for us, he gave up his life so that we may have life and life more abundantly. And not only that, that we may understand the call and the test of God and why we've been ordained or chosen by God. Hey, beloved, you're not an accident. Let's get that clear tonight. You have been handpicked by God for the very foundations of the earth. Before there was ever a mother and a father given to you and I, God had already chosen us in his eternal sovereign mind. You've been there all along. You just came in on the time and the generation that God desired you to be here. So from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to begin in verse number 19. I want to talk to you concerning listening to your heart. Listening to your heart. Uh, many of us have been confused about the heart, but we're going to try to make clarity of it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Here's what the word of the Lord says. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth, where moss and rust do corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moss nor rust do it corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We're talking tonight from the thought, listening to your heart. I'm not talking about the hollow musk organ that pumps blood throughout your circulatory system. I'm talking about the heart, which is the center of every person's thought, 
every person emotion, every person compassion, every person love. I'm talking to every person's desire, their hope, their interests, their ambitions, and their dreams. I want you to follow me tonight. Because the word heart comes from the Greek word, which means cordia. Cordia means it is that part of my thoughts and feelings that I've gotten from God. What is the heart? How do I listen to my heart? I heard somebody just say something about Jeremiah 17. I'm not going there. Just be patient. I'll get there. When we talk about our heart, we are talking about that thing that represents us and all sorts of emotions and our motivations in this life. What do you love to do? The heart speaks that. What do you care about the most? The heart speaks to you that way. Have you ever used the term, I will love you with all of my heart? What you're actually saying, I will love you with all of my desires and all of my emotions, all of my dreams, all of my hopes, all of my ambitions, all of those things that I crave to do. When you say that to someone, what you're actually saying, my life, I give to you. How do I listen to my heart, though, when it comes to God? And Proverbs 27 and 19, here's what the word of the Lord says. As in water, face answered to face. So the heart of a man to a man. That was the King James Version. I, I like the English standard version, so... I want to quote that to you. It says, as in water, face reflects face. So the heart of a man reflects the man. In other words, it says the heart reveals who the real you are. What you truly are. Not what others think about you. Not what circumstances has forced you to be, but what you really are and who you really are. Bear with me a moment here. I need to know how to listen to my heart. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust the Lord with all of thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. Why is God keep saying, my heart? Proverbs 4 and 23, and this is what's going to get good. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. When Solomon was saying, guard your heart, he was saying because your heart is extremely valuable. I take my garbage to the side of the road every Monday night. And every Tuesday morning, they pick up my garbage. It sits on the side, walk all night long, completely unguarded. I don't have to look out and see if anybody's stealing it. 
trying to take it? Why? Because it is worthless. You see, your heart is the essence of who you are. It is the core of your being. This is what connects us to God. Your dreams, your desires, your passions of life, this is how God created you and I to connect with him. Now, everything that you and I would do, our heart must be involved in it. Anytime a person, heart is not involved in something he or she are doing, whether it be toward God's ministry, whether it be a job, whether it be your career, whether it be in sports, whatever you're doing, if your heart is not in it, you'll soon become discouraged with it. Because there will be no passion from your heart to do it. Now, when God gives us a heart for him, passion is what calls you to hear God's voice. Passion is that thing which makes you care. Passion is what gives you the interest about something in life. When a person has no passion, they have no desire for whatever they're doing. You can fake it with your body, but you'll never succeed in it. If it's for God, our hearts cannot fake it. We can do it physically, but the test will never come to bear fruits. You know why? Because your heart is not in it. So I'm going to take what Solomon says, how to guard your heart. And your heart will talk to you about God. Here's what Solomon said. He said, out of your heart will be like a well spring of life coming out of it. In other words, all the sources of my life comes from my heart. My mother lives in the country, and she has a well. That well go about three to 5,000 feet maybe deep in the earth, and she taps into the bed of water stream that is pure, it's cold, it's delicious. It has no taste like what you and I drink, city water. Now, if she didn't tap that water off, that water will flow to rivers and streams and lakes, even to the ocean. Now, if that water becomes poison and toxin, it will destroy Everything that takes from it. So is your heart. Hear me now. Because your heart is getting ready to talk to you tonight with God. A poison heart that is full of toxin. It destroys a church. It will destroy your family. It destroys friendship. It destroys ministry, career. And it destroys every idea that you ever think of. 
because from it flows out of your heart. Now, a heart that's full of toxins can never talk to you concerning God. It will always give you the negative thoughts when it comes to God, God's house, God's ministry, God's clergyman, whatever God says, it will fight against that. If you ever had to wrestle with going to church, Satan was trying to put toxin in your heart. But the other side of your heart keeps saying, you know you need to go to church. You know you need to pick up your Bible. That other thoughts out of your heart say, do it later. You don't need to read right now. You're tired. You don't need to pray. You don't need to get involved on the prayer line. You could just catch it later. Your heart is becoming toxic, but your heart is talking to you about God. Now, when we ignore that, we're turning a deaf ear to God. That's when rebellion kicks in. And you know what rebellion is. It is a sign of witchcraft. It's like now you're under a spell, not from God, but a satanic power. Now you're losing the hearing to listen to your heart talk to you. You see, when God created our heart, our minds, our thought, our intellect, God was creating something that was inborn that he could use. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Many of us, when we were growing up, probably had certain interests in certain things the rest of our siblings didn't have. And you might have been considered weird, you crazy. But what they didn't understand and what you didn't understand, it was an interest that God place in your heart and to help you. Many of you all, including myself, when I first got saved, had to battle with this. If I was trying to serve God, but doing something naturally, I thought that would interfere with what God called me to do. You see, we have to do some natural things in this world. Because our physical body connects us to a natural world. Our spirit connects us to God. So listen now. Your heart's going to talk. When you're doing something that's natural and you love doing it, somewhere in that natural thing is the spirit and the will of God for your life. You're not just doing that because you choose to do that. You're doing that because God chose you to do that naturally because that natural thing will lead you into the spiritual realm with God. For example, when I was young, I would pretend to be a preacher. How in the world did that ever get into my heart? God Taste it there. But here come the devil with all the worldly goods and the world excitement 
And he tried to cover it up so that I couldn't hear the voice of my heart saying, Seek the Lord thy God. Seek God. Remember, as a kid, I would open the family Bible and look at the pictures and wonder why these men beards were so long and they were angels around them. My heart was talking. But Satan decided, I'll cover that up so he cannot hear his heart talk to him. You see, beloved, when we get involved in anything in life and the heart is not talking concerning that, you're wasting your time. Here's another example for that. Some of you all are listening to me under the sound of my voice. You're only working jobs because it pays a decent salary. But you're saying to yourself, I'd be glad when I could quit this job and go do something I like doing. Your heart's talking to you. But because you're seeking things, you can't hear your heart talk to you about doing what God created you to do. So now you're stuck in a thing. People have worked lifetime jobs, wasting their lives. Wasting their energy doing something they hate doing because the money is good. Solomon has something also to say about that. He said over there in Proverbs 15, verse 16, he said it this way. It is better to obey the Lord and have only a little than to be very rich and terribly confused. Your heart's talking. Your heart's talking. Can I talk to y'all tonight? It's a good thing to see your under-shepherd when you're trying to do something because you need the man of God in agreement with you and God concerning things. That's the order that God placed in the house of God. The Bible said, Hear the prophet, and so shall thy prosper. But watch what the Lord's saying tonight. Some of you all can hear your heart talking. Let's say a relationship. You're in it, and you know God's saying, it ain't no good for you. It's toxic. But you refuse to hear that. So you keep going on and on until God speaks to the heart of, of the man of God. And then a man of God will say, that what you're in ain't for you. And you go, oh, my God. Well, you already knew that. You really didn't need me to tell you that. Your heart was talking to you all along. But you refused to hear it. God had to send a second voice so you could hear him. Listen to me, beloved. When your heart began to talk to you concerning God, your passion of enthusiasm comes out. You see, when you don't have a passion, you have no enthusiasm about doing something. If you can recall in the church, I had the word enthusiasm put up on the overhead of the doorpost. 
Now, any time a person has some enthusiasm about doing something, they're motivated. You don't need to challenge them about doing it. You don't need to check up on them. They're not doing it for a reward. They're not doing it for an applause. They're not doing it for some payment. They're doing it because their heart is in it and their heart is talking to them. Now, if you're doing something because you need a pat on your back, you need a reward, you need an applause, you need to be recognized, you're not doing it for God. Your heart is not in that for God. You are doing it for showmanship. If I could call any true man of God, any true woman of God, to the witness stand tonight and ask them why you keep doing what you're doing, they'll say, because my heart is committed to God. It ain't the church folk. It's not the flock. It's not the church building. It's not the place where they reside. It's because their heart is talking to them about God. And every one of them would tell you, if I could quit this and find another test, I'll do it. But their heart keeps talking to them. Listen to the woman of God praying just now. Saying, God bless us, because we pay the price. We don't pay the price. God's beginning to open doors everywhere. The wilderness does not just set you where there's a drought. I want you to hear me. Where you got to beg and pray for water. Beg and pray for shade. Beg and pray from the heat. Cover me, Lord. It is a place where God makes us define this. Hear me now. I just saw the Rube Cube flashed in front of my face just now. You remember it had all different colors, and you twist it, and you turn it, you twist it, and you had to be skillful to bring all the colors in alignment. Now, when God is dealing with our hearts, sometimes we're confused. Sometimes we feel lost. And we keep trying to say, where are you, Lord? He said, I'm right here in your heart talking. But the only thing you can see is that you're all confused by the colors all mixed up. But after a while, you keep turning and then turning and then turning, and finally all the colors begin to fall in alignment. That's the way your heart is with God. When you feel confused about what you're doing for God, and you don't have passion, no motivation, listen to what your heart's saying. My pastor used to have a saying about preachers and teachers and elders and deacons of the church. He said a lot of them thought God called them to preach when he really was telling them to go paint. Now, why did you say that, Apostle? Because 
if you're a preacher, I'm talking to preachers, men and women of God, deacons, whoever you are, saints of God, if you're doing something in the house of God and your heart is not in it, it ain't going to motivate you to do it without applause, without an award, without somebody wanting to recognize you. Listen, beloved, our heart was made for God's enjoyment. When David said in Psalms 51, verse 10, Create in me, O God, a clean heart. Stop right there for a moment. Why do your heart need to be clean? Because it had become toxin. He had toxin in it. Sin had hit him. David had enough sense to say, Get this out of me. It's blocking me from the wheel. It's blocking me from the vision. It's blocking me from the task that you're calling me to do. Now, David's heart was talking. He said, David, I got some poison in here, and you got to get it out. So David said, create in me, God, a clean heart. And do what? Renew a right spirit in me. David had picked up a bad spirit. You see, here's what Solomon's trying to tell us. When he said, guard your heart, the heart is always under attack. Why do Satan want to attack your heart? Because the heart will talk to you concerning God. Our heart is always constantly under attack. Do you not know I read statistics today that more clergymen is under the spirit of obesity hypotension, depressed, on antidepressant medicine, many of their lives are becoming short, they're living a disappointed life, discouraged. Why is that? Their heart is under attack, so they cannot hear God. That's why Satan is attacking it. Do you not know that your heart, naturally, has a unique heartbeat of its own? Just like our thumb prints, our eye prints, our voice prints, every person's heartbeat has a slightly different pattern from the next person. Why do you think God did that? Because there is no person ever been born heartbeat like yours. Because God wants you to hear him when he speaks to you. Now hear me, beloved, because when God speaks out of our heart, somebody said, man, I, I can't hear you, God. I'm trying to hear you, Lord. Well, what's blocking you're hearing from God. Now, the heart's going to talk, beloved. It's going to talk. It's going to talk. Y'all know the verse. I'm going to quote it to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Be not transformed to this world. Watch it now. Why can't I hear God? Be not transformed to this world. When you say that, God, what are you saying? I don't want you taking the pattern of the world. I didn't say you didn't 
have, you have to leave the whole world. God know better than that. He know we have to make a life here. He know we have to live here. He know we have to work here. He's not talking about going to work. He's talking about forming your life like the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is your heart. Renew your heart. Whatever you've got in it. A first sign of telltale sign of you're missing God if you don't allow the envy, jealousy, backbiting, unforgiveness, all of those things that we know about have gotten in your heart, and you have not released them, what you're really saying to God is all your goodness don't make no sense to me. I'm a better God than you can do anyway. I'll run the show, God, so let me do it the way I want to. You back up, and I'll do it the way I want. So now I'm going to listen to my own heart. The Lord said to me on last night, how can you hear self when you didn't create self. So who know about self but him that created it? So it is with your heart. How can you know your heart? If you didn't create it, you got to go back to the one that invented it, that created it, to find out how it really works. So here's how it works. If you allow me to walk in it, Live in it, I'll talk through you and from it. Say, God, well, I, I need to hear you talk. God, I need to listen to my heart more. Well, you see, beloved, when we say that, listen to your heart, you only listen to your heart if it's given to God. If your heart is not given to God, you can't follow your heart. Now, Jeremiah 17 and 9, it's deceit and despairly wicked. Who can know it? The heart ain't no good without God. You can't follow it then. Because if God is not in it, what you're hearing from it will lead you to destruction, death, and hell. But if God is in it, Psalm 37 4 say, take the light in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Because he lives in it. You can hear him talk. How was this message born, Apostle? I was sitting outside doing some work. I said, Lord, I, I need to hear you. He said, I'm talking. Can you hear your heart? Not the one that's beating the blood, but the one in my head. The thoughts start coming. From the thoughts, my hope start jumping. I said, I see it, Lord. He said, now your desires is being wet with the Spirit of God. Now your ambition is being stirred. You see, when your mind go to talking, if God is in it, you really don't need a second opinion from anybody. But for clarity's sake, when two touch and agree about anything, I'm going to touch and agree with my leader. Why am I doing that? Because his heart is connected to God's heart for your life. You see, beloved, you that are listening to me, every word that I preach to you, 
Everything I teach you, I have to give an account. And if it's to lead you to hell, I'm in trouble. But if it's to lead you right, I'm in victory with God. So my heart desire is to obey God. So that when you touch and agree with me, or I'm praying with you, my heart desire is that you walk in blessings. I don't want none of my daughters marrying some bomb that don't want a job. I don't want none of my daughters with some man that won't get up and go to work. Don't want to try to educate himself. And I don't want my sons with daughters that don't want to be a good wife, a good mother, trifling, nasty, don't want to clean up. I don't want my sons for that. So as a man of God, when you come to me to connect with you, our hearts, our minds, is in agreement with God. Now our hearts talking. That's good for me. I remember some years ago, one of my daughters brought a young man in my office and said, Dad, I want you to meet this brother. My fiance, and I looked at her, I said, that ain't him. And the brother looked at me with this ugly look and a frown on his face like, who are you to tell me something? I said, brother, listen to me. You don't love her. As a matter of fact, you got two more women on the side, and he dropped his head. Well, why would you do that, apostle? Was you trying to hurt him? No, no. I was trying to help them. You see, because her heart was involved. And if truth is not given, the heart can be deceived. And once it's deceived, it can be torn up. And once it's torn up, it can't talk right no more. It's confused. Now it don't want love anymore. Now it don't want to grow anymore. Now it don't even want God. But the heart told you. It was telling you all the time, he ain't no good, she ain't no good. But maybe lust overtook him. But he couldn't hear God no more. So the heart stopped talking. When I was growing up, my, my father was not a talkative man. But when he said what he said, he said, I ain't going to say it no more. I done told you once. I'm not telling you no more about it. I remember I was dating this young girl, and he waited good, and I drove my car in. He caught me under the patio, and he said, son, that what you're playing with is trash. And I didn't understand that. He wasn't calling her trash. He was saying her ways was trashy. He said, you get trash in your eye, it'll blind you. And oh, you know, I got defensive. Like most of us, we get defensive. We don't want to hear the truth from our heart. We don't want to hear from the man of God, the woman of God. We don't even want to hear from God. Show sure as I said at this desk, I got trash. In my eyes. And it cost me. But my heart had told me all along. It was talking. You see, God is trying to say something to us tonight. When your passions and your desires 
and your motivation of your heart, pursue God. Nobody needs to check up on you in ministry or your tests. But if you need to be checked upon, somebody needs to applaud you, need to reward you, you may be doing the wrong thing naturally in church. But I'm spiritual. Yeah, but what you're doing, if I got to keep begging you to do it undoubtedly, it ain't in your heart to do it. You see, when your heart talks to you about something in life, the love, you would drive thousands of miles to make it happen. Distance don't mean nothing. Money don't mean a thing. Time don't mean a thing. Because it's in your heart, and your heart's talking to you. So whatsoever thy treasure is, there your heart will be. If my heart, you can apply this to anything in your life, not just the kingdom of God tonight. Not just your job, not the relationship, not just your career, not just your friend. You can apply this. If my heart is not in it, I don't have no treasure in it. My son plays football, and yesterday I was listening to his coach give out some rules. And one of the rules just leaped on me. He says, if you're running with somebody and they have no commitment to what you are committed to, run from them as fast as you can because they're going to destroy you. We call that being unequally yoked in church. If somebody walking with you in your heart's toward God and theirs not toward God, it don't take a rocket science to say, run! Because they're not committed to the same thing you're committed to. You don't need a preacher to tell you he ain't no good. You already see he's not committed to prayer. He's not committed to God. He don't read his Bible. He don't go to church. She's not doing any of those things. So why do you need to pray? Your heart's telling you all the time. Listen to it. It's talking. It's talking. Apostles about through here. I want to share this one word with you, and if you didn't write anything down tonight besides what I've said to you tonight, write this word, effectiveness. See, I've been wired up from birth to be a preacher. Now, I didn't know this, but hear me. Even as a young kid, my mother used to say to me all the time, why is all these boys always coming to the house? I said, I don't know, Mom. I was the barber. I would cut all their hair. Who taught y'all to do that? I don't know. It just came out of me. I had a gift. I cut hair. Because I could see what makes them look good. 
but I was wired by God to be effective as a man of God even from youth. Now listen to me carefully. You see, some of you all stuck in certain things in your life. You hate it with a passion, but yet you keep doing it. Why are you doing that to yourself? You're miserable. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your life. But what you have been wired to do, it don't take no effort. It's not hard. You're set up all night long to make sure it happened. Nobody got to pay you. Nobody got to applaud you. Nobody got to do anything for you. You're doing it because it's in your heart to do it. But you're not listening to that. You're listening to some other foolishness that's taking your treasure of life away from you. God said, I wired you to be a prayer warrior. I wired you that way. Can't help it. I wired you to sing. Well, I don't want to sing, but oh, those people ain't doing He didn't ask you about those people. He wired you with a gift to sing. And if you don't find any rewards out of doing that for God, then it's not in your heart. Watch this. If you're doing it out of duty and not out of the love for God and not out of the passion of God, you're not going to do it well. Anytime a person and I've I got a good wife. I think she's a prayer warrior, man. She can pray. She's a good wife. But I wouldn't want her to stay with me just because. If you don't love me, don't stay with me. I don't need no sympathy. That's what God's saying. If you're doing it just for the duty, I don't need your sympathy, God's saying. I need you to stay because you love me. Your heart's for me. That's what God's saying to us tonight. Listen to your heart. It's telling you what to do with God. It's telling you how to worship him. It's telling you how to pray. It's telling you how to speak. It's telling you when to worship. It's telling you everything we need to know. I'm out of here. Listen to your heart, saints. Just talking. John the Baptist said something that rocks me every time I think about it. He said, oh, you generations of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruit meant for repentance. And say not within yourself we have Abraham to offer. For God could take of these very stone and raise up children of Abraham. Now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Watch what he said to all you generations of vipers. Now listen, beloved, if you know your heart is not connected with something that's full of vipers, why do you keep connecting your heart to that? Why? Why? Your heart is given to you to talk to you, to protect you. It's where your treasure is. And wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart going to be. Let your heart talk. Stop rejecting your heart. 
It's telling you. It's telling you what to do. It's telling you when to pray. It's telling you when to worship. It tells you when to read your Bible. It tells you when to give. It tells you. Don't disobey it. When it tells you to give, give. When it tells you to write somebody a card and say, I want you to know I appreciate God for you, yada, yada, yada. It's your heart. That person needed. That person could be on the verge of committing suicide. Just listen to your heart. I want to pray for you all, but I hope my mother's on this prayer line because I want to say something to her. My mother has a heart of serving. And I can remember even as a child, she's always been a giver, giver, giver. Now, she don't claim to be Pentecostal. She didn't claim to be saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. She's just a Catholic little woman that loved God, that hears her heart. But far as I can remember as a child, <clears throat> excuse me, she'd been feeding the poor. My dad used to say, why are you doing that? She said, I don't know, but I got to feed them. Mother, why you keep bringing in people? Because I don't know. Family rejects her, pushes her down, and she just keep on coming back. I said, Mom, leave them alone. They don't. She said, I can't, I can't, I can't. See, when you've been wired with God, your heart won't let you stop. Doesn't matter what people do to us. Doesn't matter what they say about us. Doesn't matter how they ostracize you, talk about you. It does not matter. You've been wired by God to hear his voice to keep on keeping on. You see, beloved, we that are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost ought to hear our heart. It's telling you what to do. You don't have to struggle. To hear God's voice is right there in your head. All you got to do is listen. But if he's not in you, then don't be listening to that because it's going to take you to hell. But if he in you, and I believe everyone I'm talking to, God is inside of you. Your heart's telling you what to do. Do it. Tonight I bless you, bless your hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak peace on every one of you all tonight. Command you to relax in your spirit, in your body. I command your mind to be sharp and to begin to speak to you expressively. That you'll know it's God talking to you. I bind every demon that would try to come back behind the mind and the thoughts of God to cause you to become confused with what God's saying to you. I revelate you tonight. I revelate your thoughts. I revelate your mind. I stir your gifts in you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you to be powerful, to be sure of God. No wavering, no doubt. Your faith will come alive. Walk under the unction of God. I want to share this with you before I close this. 
my son been telling me for a while, Dad moved to Cincinnati. And you all can remember, we went to Cincinnati for church, and nothing happened. When I look back over that, I was like Moses again in the wilderness, trying to find God. And God would lead us all the way back to Middletown. You see, some of you all can hear the truth of God, and I heard the truth. I knew it was God's will, but it was not God's timing. You see, just because you hear truth don't mean we go do it right then, because if the timing of God is not with the voice of God in the will of God, you'll miss it up. So now the move of God is beginning to move us from here. God said to me today, telling he was right, he heard me, but it was not the time. Now listen to me. See, when it's not the time for you to do something that God told you to do, if you go out, it could be disastrous because your faith is not there. Folks will lead you out or your heart in the day of God will lead you out into the midst of the ocean. And everybody else will go back to the bank. And you're sitting in the midst of the ocean, and if you can't swim, you're going to drown. But if you do it in the timing of God, with the faith of God, beloved, if everybody turn around and go back to the bank, you will not die. You shall walk water and swim. Because your heart told you now is God's time. I want you to rise up in your spirit, every one of you all, and become the giants that you are. Don't worry about making mistakes. Don't worry about failure. Our God will not allow you to fail. But you have to keep pressing with the motivation and the passion. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you tonight for these under the sound of my voice. And God, if there's some that don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that they simply just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. I am a sinner. I have sinned. God, forgive me, and I repent. Cover me and cleanse me with your blood. As David said, renew a right spirit in me, God. For you that hear me, I pray God's blessing over you. I pray God's unction in your life. I pray that you strive even greater to hear the voice of God out of you. He's talking to you. Get in a quiet place, and I promise you, your heart, your mind going to speak to you the things of God. You're on the right road. As Jesus said to the rich ruler, you're not far from the kingdom. It's just some things we need to move out of our way that may be hindering you from seeing him like you really desire to see him. Hey, if you're supporting the ministry, call Sister Carol or go on the cash app, dollar sign, capital P-O-D-E-L-I-V, and give that which God is telling you to give. Don't hustle God. God will never hustle you. God love you. God appreciates you, and God chose you to work for him. Hey, God bless you. It's your apostle. I'm out of here. Good night. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.